Hesedim is a series of reflection, usually reflecting on an issue in the society in the light of the words of scripture. You're welcome to join us each time and to send your questions or comments by way of a voice note. Look forward to hearing you and speaking with you. Two viral videos have been circulating on social media recently. The first depicts a man in a position of some prominence, violently beating a woman. He struck her with his fist repeatedly until her wig fell off. And then he picked up a stool and hit her repeatedly and dragged her beside a parked car. And then they argued and then both of them drove away in their separate vehicles. The other vehicle, the other video was of a woman going at a man with a piece of plank. One is not clear if there is a relationship between the man and the woman in the video, but she kept, she was trying to beat him in plain view of bystanders. One is not clear what prompted it, but it was clear from their relative sizes that the man was in a position to resist and to retaliate, but he never did. He simply tried to evade her actions and then walked in another direction. What was remarkable was that the crowd of bystanders appeared to cheer on when the woman hit the man. Because of all the circumstances, I have been prompted to speak to you about honor versus valor. Honor is a quality of knowing what is right and doing what is right. And valor is the courage to act even in the face of danger, especially of war. It seems to me that Though on the face of it, valor is a part of honor, there is more to honor than valor or bravery. Honor is not about great skill or cunning, but about characteristic decency and honesty. I believe that there is too little space afforded or taken in our society to think about inculcating honor and decency as default positions in our community. We default towards aggression. We have honorific titles and institutions that assume honor as a personal trait, but there is little that reinforces the value of honor and deepens our understanding of it. It struck me that the man in the latter video was acting honorably. He refused in all circumstances to hit a woman, and that is an honorable approach to take or to hold yourself accountable for. It is 
the quality to know and do what is right in the most trying and difficult circumstances that is honor. To help our thoughts on this discussion of honor versus valor, I want to draw upon a little known story in the life of King David written about both in the books of 2 Samuel and 2 Chronicles. It is titled in the Bible, David's Special Forces or David's Mighty Men of Valor. My way of reading the story is that it contrasts the actions of, on the one hand, the members of the special forces who were valiant and devoted to David, and on the other hand, David's own action. The story describes them, a group of 37, of which three were most outstanding and are singled out, Joshebet, Josheb Bashevet, a Tacomenite, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eliezer, son of Dodai, the Ahohite. As one of the three mighty warriors, he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered at Pasdamim for battle. Then the Israelites retreated, but Eliezer stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day. The troops returned to Eliezer, but only to strip the dead. Next to him was Shammah, son of Agi, the Hararite. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a field full of lentils, Israel's troop fled from them. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field. He defended it and struck the Philistines down. The Lord brought about a great victory. The story continues and is told of how in a day in the pitch battle between Israel and the Philistines, David being holed up in a stronghold whispered to himself his desire for a drink of water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem, where ironically the Philistines had laid siege and were occupying his mighty men of valor overheard him and broke through the Philistine lines and drew the water from the well at the gate of Bethlehem and then broke back through the Philistine lines and brought the canteen of water to King David. When David received it, he refused to drink it for he was not worthy of persons risking their lives for him. But instead he poured out the water underground as a drink offering to the Lord. The mighty men acted valiantly, but David acted honorably. I would like to share some thoughts about this high watermark of human conduct with you. 
The first is that honor lies not so much in flamboyant risks and actions of great cunning and military genius, but in the little things, acting with a high moral sense to do the right thing. The little things may have nothing to do with what people see or what people approve or what people readily understand. In fact, sometimes to do the right thing may open you up to ridicule and opposition from the majority speak. But honor is the courage to do the right thing no matter what. One of the new heroines of our day is a young 17-year-old girl named Daniela Fraser. She was a girl in front of the cup food store at 38 on Chicago streets in Minneapolis, where George Floyd was being tortured to death by four Minneapolis policemen. She pressed record on her smartphone because she said, the world needs to see what I am seeing. She also had the good sense to put her nine-year-old cousin inside the store so she would not be directly exposed to the brutality that was being displayed. Her honor lay in her presence of mind to think about and to do the right thing for which justice and history and the family of George Floyd are today grateful. It is not military exploits and great military prowess that the world lacks. It is the good sense, the presence of mind to discern and to do the right thing in the everyday little things. The second thing that honor is, demonstrated not only in what we do, but often in what we refuse to do, what our inner restraints prevent us from doing. In the account of King David, there is no obvious moral code that is violated. His men braved the adverse circumstances and brought him the water from the well in Bethlehem. He had every right to drink it, but he could not. He did not wish to cross over in the thinking of his soldiers from being a mere mortal to the status of a god, to becoming worthy of life-risking sacrifice, not out of necessity, but out of a flamboyant gesture. He refused it. Many political leaders do not. Whether it is the use of the public resources in their own personal interest, or it is the adulation of the crowd they draw to themselves. They indulge themselves, often at public expense and often at the expense of the public good. Honor by its nature is self-effacing rather than self-indulging. It learns that it is not about themselves. There is always something or someone they prefer to themselves. Sometimes that is the nation. Sometimes it is the people. Sometimes it is the cause of justice, but honor is always devoted 
a higher calling and a greater good in relation to which it restrains itself and inhibits its action. It differs. This is one of the most profound disappointments of our time. The high values of nobility of character, of magnanimity of spirit, of a deeper commitment to the good of the people are no longer common. Too many love themselves too much or love money or love adulation and fame too much and that governs all their actions. No room is left to act honorably. They have forgotten how to say no, how to say not me, how to say no thanks. When the old prophet, prophet leader Samuel of Israel was retiring and Israel was appointing a new king, he set out the standards by which he had lived his life in his farewell speech. He declared, I have been your leader from my youth until this day. Here I stand, testify against me in the presence of the Lord and his anointed. Whose ox have I taken? Whose donkey have I taken? Whom have I cheated? Whom have I oppressed? From whose hand have I accepted a bride to make, my, uh, make me shut my eyes? If I have done any of these things, I will make it right. I wish more of those who serve as leaders at all levels could make Samuel's declaration for themselves. You have not cheated or oppressed us, the people replied. You have not taken anything from anyone's hand. Is that too much to ask of those who serve us? Our nobility and honor and probity of character beyond us as a people? May we lift it as a heritage to our sons and daughters. Is the best that we can do the money and the assets we leave behind? What about honor and good name and probity? The third thing about honor is that it is not perfection but an enhanced and enriched sense of the right of others to life and to livelihoods. The man about whom we are speaking, King David, was a person whose misfeasance and imperfections were well known. They were a matter of record. That, however, did not inhibit him from acting with courage and duty here. Listen to him in his own words when the mighty men returned, having risked their lives with the water from the well in Bethlehem, David said, far be it from me, Lord, to do this. He said, is not this the blood of men who went at the risk of their lives? He placed a greater value on the lives of the men than the men placed on their own lives. 
greater value than on the water he wished for. What a wonderful thing. If we could start putting a higher value on each other than we place on ourselves, we could do this as we drive on our roadways or in our churches or in our communities. Honor means taking seriously our duty to protect the lives, the livelihoods, the welfare, the well-being of others. It is what we are about. We may not get everything right, but we can work at building our concept of the other, the neighbor, the brother, the sister. Honor means doing right. It means exercising restraint. It means putting others at the center of our action and our preferences. May God help us to act with greater honor. Amen.